sound better than uh, Echo. No sound is better than Echo. <laughs> Echo is the worst. Echo is the worst. All right, so we're back at uh, 6 o'clock. We tried 7 o'clock. We got about half as many viewers as we did at 6 o'clock. So I was like, all right, well, let's just keep it at, at uh, 6. And uh, audio is on. Thank you, Binary Recoil. Thank you guys for alerting me to that problem. I still am terrible at this. It's actually really hard to manage this and to do the show at the same time. But mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, you know, we'll manage. We'll figure it out. Well, I just want to say that... Um... That I'm, we I'm wearing the same shirt is just a coincidence. It doesn't mean that I have just one shirt. Yeah. I have tons of stuff. I'm just... We're not, we're not as rich as Donald Trump. My <laughs> version of Melania can't afford to wear a different outfit ever, literally every single day. Um, although I should. I should fix that. Um, for some reason, the, for some reason, the um, title for this video didn't... Didn't... Uh, didn't didn't change right. It's the same title as we had last time, which is which is wrong. This should be March 1st. I don't know why that didn't change. Okay, so let's change that. 3 slash 1. I know this is real exciting for you guys. Um, Alright, so let's... Should we start the show? Uh, well, 11 people I think we should. 11 whole people. Hello, 11 people. You guys are awesome. Alright, well let me... Do we just start now or you have some kind of opening thing that you want to say? Oh, I have opening things I want to say. So, <laughs> I would like to begin the show by telling you guys a joke. And this joke is something I wrote on Twitter, and I'm quite proud of it. The joke is this. If masculinity is so toxic, why are so many, so many feminists so damn masculine? I kind of messed and it up, toxic. but that's the joke. Yeah, yeah. You guys Masculine can all applaud. And I think that was good. Okay, uh, I would also like to say, disclaimer, we here at Toxic Masculinity, we care about diversity. It's important to us. And that's why... Hold on, I've written this down. <laughs> all right. That's why, to be clear, Valeria here, zero qualifications. All right no talent, and a bit of an idiot. <laughs> and yet we hired her. You know why? Because she's a woman. Isn't that not, right, Valeria? Not just a woman. Uh, minority, because I'm a 1% Jew. <laughs> yeah, we did the, the uh, Ancestry.com, found out she's 1% Jewish. So Well, it was a 0 0.3 first when I got the results, and like six months later, they sent me an email. We have an update for you. Now you're 1%. It seems to vacillate between, yeah, 0.02% and, and 1% or something. But um, yeah, so no anti-Semitic comments, please. I've noticed there's a lot of anti-Semitic stuff floating around in my comment section. I, I, don't, I grew up in Oregon. We didn't have any Jewish people, so... Anti-Semitism is something that is like completely alien to me. I don't understand it. <laughs> my my friend Elena uh, wrote, "Still no not deserve two dollars for super chat." <laughs> <laughs> well, we are monetized now, which is fantastic. Although I don't think the super chat is available. I I don't know. You guys could tell me because I I'm not on that end of it. I don't know. Um, but uh, without further ado, I have a show opening. Shall we do the intro? Shall we do the intro? Let's do the intro, shall we? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. 
toxic masculinity. All right. So, the news of the day. Valeria, please. Headline number one. Hollywood foreign press isn't black enough. Yeah, that's right. By the way, guys, today's episode is fantastic. There was a lot of hilarious news over the weekend, and I'm just thrilled to share it with you. So let's go and uh, switch to the desktop. Now, I've got to... I've got to change this here real quick. Give me one second. Chrome, there we go. All right, so this is Tina Fey and uh, the other chick from Parks and Rec. I forget her name. Anyway, uh, they hosted the Golden Glo- Globes, and they basically said, we need we need more black people. Uh, so I, I guess like the LA Times or somebody posted a story or they, they um, you know, reported on this story that uh, nobody at the Hollywood Foreign Press is black. And so, you know, they, they decided that they, they had to lecture the Hollywood Foreign Press, which hosts the Golden Globes. You shouldn't be just not black. You know, you got to have more black people. So let's go ahead and play that. I've got to make sure that the... I don't think it's like uh, black people trying to get into this um, area. And they're like, no, 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 no. We don't hire black people. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's not, maybe, that's maybe, obviously maybe, not. Maybe there's not happening. enough uh, black people Well, let's people listen to coming. them talk and then let's comment. Okay. Because I, I, want, I want you guys to hear this. This is pretty funny. Oh, you know, this is probably something we should have told you guys earlier. Everybody is understandably upset at the HFPA and their choices. Look, a lot of flashy garbage got nominated, but that happens, okay? That's like their thing. But a number of black actors and black-led projects were overlooked. And look, we all know that award shows are stupid. Yeah. They're all a scam invented by Big Red Carpet to sell more carpet. We know that. The point is, even with stupid things, inclusivity is important. And there are no black members of the Hollywood Foreign Press. I realize HFPA, maybe you guys didn't get the memo because your workplace is the back booth of a French McDonald's, but you got to change that. So here's to changing it. Yes, and looking forward to that change. We do have some good news. We are raising money tonight. All right, so that was the, um, <laughs> you got to change that. You got you to stop being so, so white. Now, I don't know how white the Hollywood Foreign Press is. But here's my take on it, because I don't, I'm don't, i not 100% sure what's going on over there at the Hollywood Foreign Press, but I do know this. I live in L.A. I, I know a lot of people in Hollywood, and they're, they're not racist. Oh, no. No, they're the opposite. They are, they're, they're super the diversity plus, you know, anti-race. They're, they're really racist against white people and men, really. I mean, they're bigoted against mm-hmm. those two groups. That's true. So this idea that, like, they're sort of intentionally keeping black people out or whatever... I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. My my guess... They're not even racist uh, against, like, straight white men. I have a friend. He's white and he's gay. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he was trying to get a cast for a gay, like, as an actor. Mm-hmm. They didn't hire him. Yeah. yeah. They hired some straight, straight yeah, guy who was pretending to be... <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> so, okay. So, here's what I'm thinking is going on here. The Hollywood Foreign Press, I, from what I understand, and I don't really know too much about it, it's mainly like British people and, and other Europeans. And there are black people in Britain, for sure, but, you know, mostly I would think, I would say like Indians or Pakistanis, people like that. But like, despite the fact that Europe is getting more and more diverse through this immigration stuff, um, 
Europe doesn't have a ton of diversity still. I mean, it is mostly white people. And the Hollywood foreign press, I think, is mostly Europeans. Now, I think there's probably some Asian people in the Hollywood foreign press. I don't know for sure. Um, but here's, here's my guess. Here's my guess. I doubt there's a lot of Africans from Africa represented in the Hollywood foreign press because I just don't think there's like a thriving news media in Africa. You know, I don't think there's like a really well-established international... You know, I've never seen like... I've never seen like the Zimbabwe international news as an option. You know, I see French, France 24... I see uh, DW, which is a German channel, uh, Deutsche Welle. I see, um, you know, BBC, all kinds of, you know, Sky News. I see Australian Sky News. I see all kinds of, like, foreign stuff from white countries. I very rarely see any news media, like, major news media companies from out of Africa. I just don't think they probably have the money or the size to be able to afford to send people over? Or... I, I don't think they, they can afford it because the only news I can see about Africa, how uh, Africans stealing all of the food from warehouses because they just not don't have any food. Right. <laughs> they can't afford food. How they can yeah, afford yeah. press. Afford... Well, I mean, there are some rich Africans. There are some, some companies in Africa that are, I, I imagine. Is, the it only like thing... one, is it like 1%? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so what 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 Africa is is it's a it's a a lot of these countries have a dictator, have like a ruling class, and they basically just steal money from the people. It's basically like Chinese government. Only how how much Asians are rich? Like five five percent. Yeah, I mean, and also you have you know you have Japan, you have Korea, you know South Korea, you have you have a variety of Asian countries that do relatively well. Singapore, and you know they probably have representatives here in America to do news, but. Uh, but it may really just be a problem of they don't have any black people to to fill those slots. It's like, I mean, it it's basically like saying you need more female engineers, right? That's a big thing that they say. You need more female engineers. Well, if there's not a lot of women trying to be engineers... Well, you can try to encourage and you can say we will pay, like government will pay for your education or something like this. You will get... Stipends, how stipends, stip, yeah. stipend. but but these artificial incentives are proven to, to fail. So so what they so okay so this they they do this in the Scandinavian countries a lot because the Scandinavian countries are big on egalitarianism. They really want women to be equal, blacks be equal, all this kind of stuff. You know they they like equity, not just equality. So they 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 do exactly what you're saying. And what you find is that women in say like India go into engineering a lot more than women in the Scandinavian countries. Well, why is that? You'd think that they have more opportunity in the Scandinavian countries, right? But actually what you find is the, the people in India, if you're poor or even like lower middle class in India, you have a situation in which you're really desperate for money. And you'll, go on, you look like you wanna say something. Indians are good hackers. <laughs> One time, my Uber account was stolen but it was from, from India. India. <laughs> it was probably a woman. I don't think so. Well, but, uh, but so the point is that in India, if that's your best opportunity to make money for your family and you're a woman, you're probably going to go into that field, right? You know, it just depends on how much opportunity you have. In the Scandinavian countries, you essentially have infinite opportunity. Basically, anybody in the Scandinavian countries, if they're mildly intelligent, could basically do any job they want for the rest of their lives. They could just go into any field. Now, what you find in these countries where you have all this choice, 
is that the women choose not to go into engineering. And even when you have these big government pushes and they have subsidies for women, you will see a shift. But then once those subsidies end and they stop those programs, it always shifts back. And the reason it shifts back is because women just don't want to be flipping engineers. And, and honestly, like a lot of the money that goes into these programs to try to force women into these fields they don't necessarily want to, to go into, how happy are you making them? I actually look at all of feminism like this. I say, if you're a feminist and you demand that women not have babies and not be housewives and not, you know, not, not do the typical things that women have done for thousands of years, but rather you go work for a corporation and be a CEO and be a politician and try to be, you know, something, you know, some kind of powerful person, you may actually be dooming these women to a life of misery. This is something that Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom, Gavin McGinnis, yeah, Gavin Newsom, Gavin McGinnis talks about this a lot, and he's absolutely right. Like, stop forcing people to do things that are unnatural for them. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's like you are not forcing me to cook because I don't like cooking. That's true. I don't force her to cook because she doesn't like cooking, and she appreciates that, don't you? Oh darling? yeah, a lot. Like. That's, it's just so nice. <laughs> but she is an excellent cook, and she does cook occasionally. Um, what's your what's your favorite? You cook this little thing Z with uh, zucchini, zucchini, right? Zucchini, yeah. It's like like a appetizer. Well, your family likes it. My family loves it. I love it. I I'll eat a gazillion pounds of this, but it's very bad for you because it's, it's like very fried. All right. Enough about I like hilarious... this comment. Huh, okay. Just one comment. Yeah. <laughs> Binary recoil. Yep. The dollar button is not there on mine yet for super chat, but I'm broke anyway. <laughs> That's okay, guys. We we don't necessarily want uh, uh, people to have to pay money to chat. Uh, the reason super chat is good is because it kind of uh, gives us um. If you have a lot of people, now this probably isn't true for this show. But for, for my Mr. Reagan show, when I would do a live stream, it was very, very difficult to get to, to like detect which comments people really wanted me to express and, and what comments were just people chatting on the chat. And so Super Chat, if people pay a couple bucks, then I can see, you know, it like lights up and then I'll read it. And it was actually very hard. When I had the Mr. Reagan live streams, there were so many people, I couldn't do all the Super Chats. It was like... So this will be a little bit easier. So but. you even couldn't do the super chats because there was a It lot. was tough. I mean, but I was by myself. Having ah. you, it'll be a little bit easier. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next story. California Teachers Union president who leads school closure caught dropping daughter off at the off at <laughs> private school. Yeah, that's right. Can I just say by the way there was a there was more to that to that uh, other story I forgot to say. Um the the Golden Globe story. The Golden Globes apparently has the the lowest ratings, I think, in history or something like that. Um, and you know, it's because of all this woke SJW stuff. Like, people don't want to watch award shows anymore. They don't want to get preached at about how Chris, we're racist. People don't stuff. even want to go to those reward reward show because one time I worked on the oh, uh, Emmys. Emmys like an extra. They paid yeah. so much money to us, like eight hundred yeah. bucks just. To be dressed like one of the guests yeah. drinking champagne and stuff. Right. They don't even have people just to come there. Yeah, they have to pay you to come to, to be seat fillers. I don't know. I think they always do that, though, because they want a specific kind of person to come in. They want to hire beautiful people to come. You don't think so? All right. Let's move on to this other story here. All right. California. So I have, I have a particular thing. I hate 
teachers' unions, right? I think teachers' unions are way too powerful, and I don't think that they are beneficial to the country. I think that they keep bad teachers in their jobs, and I don't think they're helpful to students. I think they are a disaster. Um, so this guy is the <laughs> is the head of a teachers' union uh, in like the San Francisco Berkeley area, and uh, he <gasps> apparently he's been... he's apparently a racist. Is it dreadlocks? Yeah, he's culturally Isn't appropriating. Culture? <laughs> but actually, you know what's interesting? They've actually found dre dreadlocks on like mummies, like mummified bodies. Well, I knew that that the first people who did the dress was Egyptians. There, I think even they're, before they're... Egypt Egyptians, but yeah, Egyptians I think had dreadlocks. Some Egyptians, but also, um, I think on the island of like Minos or something like that. Interesting. Um, is is that right? Minos is that a country? Is that a, a island in in near Greece? But anyway, in like the in the areas around Greece and like Crete and that kind of area, I think that there is um, there's evidence of dreadlocks. So white people had dreadlocks, or we have evidence of white people wearing dreadlocks, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. So who's culturally appropriating who? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, so this guy, uh, he's he's dropping dropping. He's been caught dropping his daughter off at private school. <laughs> Is Just, the private school? Are they also wearing masks and sitting in this tiny plastic cages? Oh, I think it depends on the private school. Different private schools have different requirements. Mm -hmm. um, so let me just read some of this. A viral video footage shows a California teacher union president who led school closures. He led school closures. We advocated for public schools to be closed, but then he's dropping his own daughter off at private schools. Uh, let's see here. Um, the video was reportedly filmed by uh, by Berkeley area parents who did not give their names out of fear of retaliation. See, this is how this is how messed up our system is, because you've got these teachers unions, um, you know, like I don't know, authority figure people. I don't know who they are. Anyway, administrators, and they have so much power that the parents are afraid to go up against them publicly. It's crazy. Anyway, Berkeley Federation of Teachers President Matt Meyer said the video violated his child's privacy. Oh, oh, I'm so oh. sorry that it violated your child's privacy. And it was very inappropriate, adding that there is no public option for kids her age, because I think she's like in preschool or something like that. Um, which I don't think that's probably true. And also, if you're, if you're advocating that kids don't... Here's the thing, yeah. Obviously, preschool kids, what are they going to learn on Zoom? You know, it's just idiotic. But, that, but that's also true for kids that are like, Kindergarten, true, true for kids in first grade, second grade. I mean, like, the older you get, the easier Zoom is, I think, right? So, like, college age level, I think taking classes online yeah, college, is actually okay. Yeah, college, actually, I, I even I don't mind get some kind of other education than I have yeah. than I had in Russia if I would just, um, like, a Zoom, you know? Yeah, because when you become an adult, you're lazy. You can sit, you can sit on the couch for four hours taking a class. When you're no, just, I want to, at the same time, I want to work and I want to yeah. get an education. I don't want to just get education, not to work right. because so it's, I love it's, it's working. Better, it's better for you in terms yeah. of time, in terms time, of yes. like, it's, it's more efficient. Mm -hmm. But kids don't care about efficiency. Kids want to be active and physical and yeah, play. Yeah, they want to interact with other kids. Yeah. Like for socialize. kids, it's much harder for adults. I, like, I, I said that before, that people who advocate for school closure, yeah. they don't even have children or... There are children already in private schools, right. like our governor right. or yeah. this uh, teacher union president. There are a lot of there is a lot of elite people 
It's a double people standards. People who consider themselves elite, double elitist. standards. I don't understand how people can see that. In their ivory towers. That's a, so there's this term ivory tower. You may not know what this means. So to the ivory term, tower. Yeah. I I know no. It's sort of like um. It's sort of like the the concept of that um. Rapunzel, who had like the long hair, and she was like in her tower. She's like a princess uh, that okay. was locked in the tower. So it's this idea that rich people in the olden days they would live in these like, you know, white towers. They used to paint uh, castles white. People think that towers were like gray, mm. like we see them, but that's actually because all the paints chipped off and weathered off. Really, old castles used to all be painted like white. And so the, the idea that their person's living in their ivory tower, it's basically like us. You know how like we never leave the apartment? Well, I don't. <laughs> I essentially am an elitist living in an ivory tower because I don't get out and I don't, you know, I try to communicate with the people online, but I barely ever leave this place, which is actually terrible and I hate it and I want to go on vacation, but I'm behind on my work. So anyway, so let's go back to the story. Um, there's really not much to it. This guy's just been, this just, guy's just been uh, dropping his kid off at school and it's just funny. It's just a funny thing, the hypocrisy of the left. Because they know, they know what's actually good for their own children. Um, it, it's like that guy, uh, the trans guy who's, um, you know, putting COVID patients into nursing homes, but then he takes his own mom out of them, right? It's like rules for thee, not for me, right? That's the constant thing. They're constantly hypocritical. It's terrible. It's terrible. Leftists are horrible. Teachers unions are horrible. Let's move on to the next story. <laughs> <laughs> I like this comment that Mark uh, wrote. Ivory towers, how everyone thinks of Trump. That is. That is how everybody thinks of Trump. But, you know, it's funny because he's, you know, of all the wealthy people, he's the only one that I can actually talk to regular folks. All right, moving on. Next story. Let's okay. do it. Uh, Minneapolis to hire social media influencers to spread city-approved messages during Derek Chauvin trial. Ah, oh yeah. <laughs> I love this story. Here's, here's why I love this story. Social media influencers are supposed to spread city-approved messaging during Derek Chauvin trial. This is in the Daily Wire. Um, let's read a little bit of this and I'll tell you why I love it so much. Uh, the city of Minneapolis, Minnesota, says it's hiring, quote, social media influencers from local minority communities to help facilitate the spread of news and combat, quote, misinformation during Derek Chauvin's trial, reportedly in the hopes that they may head off unrest. Chauvin's trial is set to begin next Monday at 11 a.m., blah, 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 blah. Let's see. The Minneapolis City Council has unanimously approved paying six local media influencers to spread city-approved messaging and updates throughout the, throughout the upcoming murder trial. Uh, of former officer Derek Chauvin, who has been charged in the George Floyd's uh, in George Floyd's death on Friday, the council approved one million one hundred eighty-one thousand dollars and uh, one thousand five hundred dollars for communication with uh, the community during the trial. For communication with the community, communication with the community, one point one eight million dollars <laughs> to communicate with the community. Communicate with the community. That is a scam if I ever heard one. Okay. Just $12,000 of that money will go to pay. Well, I, that, that's useless. Because I was going to say, but look, 12000 will go to those social media influencers that you know are saying what you want them to say. But I'm Mr. Reagan. I have more reach than they do. So I say, forget those guys. Pay me this $1.18 and I'll say whatever you want. Derek Chauvin. Oh, he's awful, that Derek Chauvin. Murderer! Murderer! <laughs> um, no, more likely Derek Chauvin uh, did 
didn't actually kill this guy. He he, it seems like he died of a fentanyl overdose. Right, that's what it seems like happened, according to the reports that I've read. Um, and yet, this is uh, they want to make sure they control the narrative. And the reason I love this story, the reason I think this is so funny, is because this is precisely what they do in. In, in Russia, right? In Russia, they they actually hire social media influencers to to they Russia wh- whatever we have election uh they pay certain celebrities like huge following yeah. to advertise go They're... go vote, go vote for this, I support this. Right. But Russia is kind of split, so you can have uh, celebrities who is against. Uh-huh current sure you do have celebrities that and of course they pay and actually some celebrities actually say yeah they paid me for hundred thousand rubles whatever for really? to say that yeah once really? that happened yeah but yeah so this is what they'll do in these in these like authoritarian dictatorships is the is the, but the government they don't will even pay need social to media pay anybody like they, uh, they don't even need to pay in russia to uh, yeah, because there are some like people that fought that a we had a uh constitution changes so Putin can be president forever. Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't even need to like no. pay celebrities to say because you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you don't need well, there is this sense, I think, amongst politicians that you need you need like the public to approve of you. Even if, the politicians desperately want the public to like them. In fact, there's a I was watching some Nancy Pelosi stuff the other day to figure out what I was gonna put in my last video, which by the way, has done terribly. I did this video. Uh, it was like, um, I don't know if you guys saw this ad for Jeep with uh, Bruce Springsteen, but it was this ridiculous ad where they're like, we need, now that Joe Biden's president, we need unity. We need unity. And they and they did this whole thing with uh, Bruce Springsteen as if he's like a cowboy. He's like, I'm a cowboy, y'all, and we need unity now. And, you know, let's all unify under Joe Biden. And it's like, you're you're a city boy from New Jersey. <laughs> Who's like a millionaire rock star, like radical leftist, and you're sitting there pretending to be a Midwest cowboy? Give me a break! So I did this whole like uh, parody ad, which I thought was hilarious, and I thought would definitely get at least a certain. I, I thought it would get more views than like my average video. It's the like the worst performing video I've produced in like a year. I mean, it's terrible. It's doing terrible. I'm like so upset by it. So if you haven't seen that video, go check that out. But I included some clips of some leftists, including some Pelosi stuff. And I watched this video recently. Um, Pelosi actually says in an interview, public perception is everything. Public perception is everything, is what she says. Very, th- those are the words she says. Very specific. Public perception is everything. She doesn't care with, whether she's right or wrong. She doesn't care if what she's doing is going to help the country. She cares about public perception because she knows she has the right public perception. Now, in America, it's even more important because you can get unelected if if you don't have public perception on your side if you don't oh, she said public perception or or public will or something like that public she, she, approval yeah public approval something like that she wants the approval well of the biden public. didn't have a public approval <laughs> Shh, we're not allowed to talk about that for youtube for monetization biden yeah. won election yes, was fair biden won. everything it was, was totally fair. fair it was totally fair actually on the on the um on the planet of Turth, they actually had a problem with um, with the a president, a guy who's now president called um, Bo Jiden, mm-hmm. and he actually 
stole the election from a, a guy named uh, Donaldius Trumpius. No, no, sorry. Donaldus Trumpius mm-hmm. was running there. And uh, yeah, Donaldus Trumpius actually got more votes, but they, they did a little shim-sham. And, uh... But here on Earth, Joe Biden won. Don't demonetize us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, I didn't have it on me. You couldn't see my hilarious face. Okay, so <laughs> you can't tell I'm being sarcastic if you can't see my face. Sorry, I'm bad at flipping this. Okay, so let's uh, let's go on to the next story, shall we? Yep. Trump. About speaking of Trump, Trump CPAC address called a festival of toxic masculinity. Yes. Uh, yeah. This I love this because it's almost like she's advertising our show for us. That's true. Fantastic. New York Times editor. And everybody, everybody's going to watch Toxic Mask. Uh, search for Toxic Mask. Yeah, Mascul- and hopefully they'll find <laughs> us. Yeah. New York Times editorial board calls Trump's. Now this is in uh, Daily Caller. New York Times editorial board uh, member calls Trump's CPAC address a festival of toxic masculinity. It's unbelievable, really, that what these people will say. I mean, they just. I, I honestly think that they get, they're sort of like told what to say and they and they just kind of go with it. And then the attacks, they you know, they get these trending attacks, these trending attacks like this toxic masculinity festival. Of it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's such an infantile thing, right? Like name, it's basically name calling. The, the, the left has been reduced to name calling. I, I posted this tweet today. It said, um, what did I say? I said something like, if you're a man who thinks you're a woman, you're insane, right? Which I actually believe that. Now, if you're a man who wants to dress like a woman, I don't necessarily think you're insane. I think whatever, you know, you, you, it's a little weird, but okay. But this claim that actually I'm a woman inside, that's insane. That's You have to be mentally ill to believe that because you're not a woman. You're a man. You're born a man. You're a man. That's it. That's what I think, okay? So that's what I posted. And this got quite a lot of hits and it got quite a lot of attention amongst these sort of like uh, trolls that either they're trans people or they're people who want to defend the, defend the trans community. And so um, one, of these, one of these trans troll people um, wrote uh, something about, um, oh, you're just saying that because you have a tiny penis. <laughs> like, like that's a weird attack. That's a weird thing. And then, and then somebody else wrote it, and somebody else, and I was just like, I really wanted to write back, you know, kind of clever jokes, like, "How did you know?" You know, stuff like that, but uh, uh, or just scream, uh, "It's normal size, it's normal size," which I think that like the desperate insistence that you're normal size is kind of funny, but uh, uh, as opposed to huge, you know, which would, you would expect people normally say. So I wanted to write stuff like this back, but I thought, you know what? Let's just like let them, let them do their harassing sort of trolley stuff. Uh, and uh, but it was it was weird. Oh, hello. It, it it was bizarre. It was like this had become like a thing that is said. This is like a trend. Like if there's a trans person, you wanna do you wanna switch over to the cat? <laughs> yeah, you can turn on the camera on me. Um. But this has become. I don't want to track from the message real quick. This has become a kind of um, a trend now that if somebody attra- attacks trans people, you say they have a tiny penis. That's like that's what you do. It's this bizarre kind of infantile, childish response that people have. Um, but it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, I think it's kind of funny. I'm sure there's some people who would be actually 
you know, upset by this kind of harassment. But I think it's hilarious, actually. But it's it's bizarre to me. It's bizarre that this is the kind of thing. So anyway, so another thing that they do is this thing, toxic masculinity, um, which is why I named the show this, right? Because I thought it was a good, you know, it was a funny thing for them to attack us with. Uh, Mara Gay, a New York Times editorial board member, said uh, Monday, said Monday that uh, former president... Donald Trump's speech was a festival of toxic masculinity. It's hard to miss the fact that Trumpism has won. And you know, it's amazing as a woman watching that footage because it really is just like a festival of toxic masculinity. Gay said on MSNBC's Morning Joe. Oh, I wish I could play the clip. Chris, the cat is trying to be on camera. Oh, you want me to switch over to you? (laughs) All right, so this is Valeria and our cat, Aston. Everybody's asking for more cat on the show. So there you go. That's our cat. You can go get snacks and just put them on the couch next to you. I think he's he's not interesting in snacks. All right. Um, let's see here. But the, but then at the end, what was really funny was that she writes, and this is the bit that's a, lo- a bit like you have a small penis thing, right? So she says, um, Gay said all the men who spoke before the former president, quote, were essentially bragging about how they got owned by Trump. Right, like she, she okay. Gosh, where where is it that she she wrote about this? Um, I don't know. Basically, she's trying to say that like everybody except for Trump. Oh, here, here, here it is. Gay says Trump was gleefully talking about bragging about how he owns the Republican Party. I don't think he really said that. First of all, but secondly, um, this idea that. That other people in the party, I, I watched some of those speeches. I watched some of the people speak at CPAC. I never heard anybody say, "Yay, you know, I'm I I play second fiddle to Trump. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm marching in Trump's army and and I'm one of his good pet soldiers." <laughs> no, nobody says that. I, I think every conservative who has any kind of voice uh, thinks that to some degree we're trying to lead the troops toward a better place. And a lot of us do think that Trump is the best person we have right now to lead the the party. But, like, Democrats are following Biden. I don't know how that's better. <laughs> like, I mean, a- anytime you have a head of the party, you know, somebody who's in charge of the party, you guys, you know, to some degree, you're following the lead of that person. I don't... It's a weird insult, but it is this sort of petty kind of thing. They're essentially bragging about how they, are, they got owned by Trump. I don't... What she's saying here is just... Petty, spiteful, vindictive nastiness. It is, it's nothing like anything like reality. It's bizarre. Well, there's another criticism. There was a golden statue, the Trump's golden statue. Yeah. And everybody was taking picture with it. And mm-hmm. uh, the left starts saying, oh, they created an idol. Isn't it what against... Where, where is this? It's, oh, I saw the picture of a golden statue of Trump and Candace Owens taking picture next to it. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it was at CPAC. You know, I, sure. I would say this. You could make that claim that it's like a, a, a false idol and you shouldn't be, you know, admiring it and that sort of stuff. If you're actually worshipping it as a god, <laughs> like, I have like a toy Aston Martin, right, little car that I bought, an antique. And I don't, you know, and I like it. It's kind of a fun little decorative thing. I don't really have it out. but um, But the thing is, I don't worship that little toy as a god. I have a picture of uh, Reagan up here on the wall. And, oh, I forgot to put that light on. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
you know, and I, I admire Reagan, but I don't worship him as a god. You can have images of people up that you admire, and it's not it's not a false idol unless you worship it as a god. No comment? I switched to, to your camera, so you have well, to say something now. <laughs> well, the left is exaggerating everything. Of course, of course, yeah. It's all this kind of slanderous... It's whatever they can say to, to be cruel. Do you want to move on to the next story? Yeah. Next story. I like, I like talking like that into the mic. <laughs> Let's just talk like this the rest of the show. That's Alisa not. Milano floats CPAC Nazi <sighs> conspiracy theory calls for boycott of Hyatt. Hyatt? Hyatt is, a, is, a, is some I know is it's a hotel, a hotel chain, yeah. but how do you pronounce it? Yeah, Hyatt. Hyatt, Hyatt. okay. Okay, so Melissa, Alyssa Milano, Alyssa Milano floats. This is oh, I love this story. I love this story. All the stories today are great. <laughs> They're so funny. Okay, poor Alyssa Milano. She used to be admired by men everywhere. Okay, so it took me a long time to figure this out. Do you do you see it? Do you see the um, the Nordic rune that's apparently supposed to be have some kind of loose association with Nazis? Do you see where it is in, mean, in the CPAC mean... thing? Should I zoom in? Yeah, because okay. I, I can't really see anything. All right, let's, let me try to zoom in here. Okay, whoa, that's a little, maybe, maybe too much. Do you see it? So this is the room. Ah, the shape of the, the shape of the stage. Yes, the shape of the stage. It took me forever to figure that out. I'm just, it's like, where's Waldo? I'm sitting here trying to, or where's Wally if you're British? And I'm trying to like find the stupid Was thing. I faster than you? Oh yeah, you were way faster than me. But I zoomed in for you, so. Okay. I'll, I, I, I'm going to blame it on the zooming in. All right, so let's just read some of this story because it is just too funny. Uh, Alyssa Milano floats... Uh, CPAC Nazi conspiracy theory calls for boycott of Hyatt. Uh, actress and left-wing activist Alyssa Milano um, floated uh, floated a Nazi conspiracy theory directed toward the organizers of CPAC, suggesting that they deliberately fashioned the main stage to to match the shape of a Nazi symbol. First of all, I want to say this is not a Nazi symbol. Okay, this is a Nordic rune that okay. the Nazi used. You know, good morning for some of their soldiers in an obscure way that nobody knows about at all. Um, unless people dig in and find find this stuff, um, actress and left. Okay, um, this is this is the stage at CPAC. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. Milano wrote in an outraged post to her 2.9 million Twitter followers, which I I'm imagining at least two million of them are are there to laugh at her. Um, before tagging Hyatt, where the political convention took place. Hyatt, um, is this what's happening in your building? Ted Cruz, you stood on this stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the outrage just kills me. All right, let's see here. Her conspiracy theory caught fire on social media, drawing remarks from filmmaker Morgan J. Freeman, not not Morgan Freeman, the actor. Okay, Morgan Freeman, the actor, awesome dude. This guy, total douche. Okay. <laughs> um, and Naral, N-A-R-A-L, president, uh, uh, Elise Hogue. I don't know. Let's see here. Elise Hogue writes, the CPAC stage resembles a known SS Nazi insignia. Not known to me. <laughs> I never... Do, do you associate this rune with Nazis in Russia, Valeria? I, no, I do not. No, you know who does? Nobody. <laughs> That's who. That's who But what does it actually mean? I see the pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's look. You want to look at that? Yeah. Okay. Let's see what it means. This is a little Russian rune. Oh. 
<laughs> they just crack me up, these leftists. All right. This is the Odel Rune, often used in place of the Schwarzka. The Odel Rune was used by the Waffen. Justin, don't make me murder you. All right. Uh, the Waffen SS during, the world, during world War II used by the National Socialist Movement. Um... <laughs> Look at wow. this. This is hilarious. Ooh, that's actually pretty clever. That's a good graphic design. Yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. The uh, the leftist awesome. lunatics have done something quite okay. clever there. Um, Stop doing that. Let's keep reading. Matt Schlapp, chairman of the American Conservative Union, uh, he's the guy that organizes CPAC, he dismissed the conspiracy theories as both outrageous and slanderous, as they absolutely are. Stage design conspiracies are outrageous and slanderous. We have a long-standing commitment to the Jewish community. I mean, that's that is a thing about Matt Schlapp and CPAC and all that stuff. Um, Larry's trying to get treats for the cat. Um, most conservatives that I'm aware of aren't anti-Semitic in any way whatsoever. In fact, you know, conser the, the conservative platform supports Israel and you know the Jewish community generally. There is this bizarre thing where Jews tend Jews in America tend to vote um, Democrat and that irritates me a little bit that's the one problem I have with Jews in America as a group is they vote Democrat and so the Jewish people that I've met who are like strong Democrats um, are essentially atheists in my experience most of the, like the strong hardcore left-wing Jewish people are are actually atheists. They, they, they say they're Jewish because they're culturally Jewish, but they're not really Jewish. And then people from like Israel and, and more um, people who are sort of practicing Jewish, they are often Trump supporters. Um, that's my experience now. That doesn't mean that I'm not actually friends with some atheist Jews who will vote Democrat. I, I am. And, uh, you know, sorry, I, I'm friends with leftists. <laughs> some, some um, even though they're crazy. and they. But you know what? People are so... Um, easily manipulated and they're so low information that some people are good people and they just they are genuinely tricked by the media but anyway um, so that's it for that story I think that is one of the most fun stories so far of 2021 the Nazi stage at CPAC I just love that anyway let's move on to the next story well, uh, there's a couple comments. Oh, oh, you want to read the comments? JC, let's I'm Jewish it. and I've never voted Democrats. Hey. There's another comment Box are you actually Jewish or are you an atheist Jew Jewish? <laughs> I never heard of Jews voting Democrats. Looks look look at Ben Shapiro. I think you 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 mentioned like atheist Jewish, but Austin, stop it, stop. But actual like religious Jewish people, they are Republicans. Yeah, yeah, religious religious Jews that I know are Republican, and atheist Jews that I know tend to be Democrat. Although I do have a good friend who's an a who is an atheist Jew Jewish, and he and he's a Republican as well, but he didn't used to be. He used to be very hard left, mm -hmm. and he's moved over. He was actually um he's actually Elijah Schaefer from uh, from slightly offensive. It's his producer, mm -hmm. Todd Todd Siegel, good guy. Okay. Next. His ex-producer. They don't work together anymore. Yeah, next story. Let's do it. Four Democrats governors issued similar nursing home policies to Andrew Cuomo's. Ah, yeah. Okay, so this is a kind of a this is kind of a critical story. Let's have a look here. So, the reason I wanted to bring this story up actually isn't because of the story itself. It's because of, um this sort of a little bit supports a point that I made in a previous episode of the show. Um when they were talking about how Whitmer 
uh, put put uh, COVID patients into nursing homes, and I hadn't actually heard that. And we we know that they did that in in, in Pennsylvania because of um, Richard Levine, now Rachel Levine, uh, the dude that pretends to be a woman who now works for Biden's Biden's administration. Um, we know that 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 guy took his own mom out of the nursing homes after putting COVID patients in the nursing homes. We know about Cuomo, obviously. Uh, and now we know about Whitmer. So when the Whitmer thing came out, it was like, oh, crap. You know, like it looks like the Democrats are all sort of taking their marching orders from someone, you know, some nexus point, some central authority that's telling them what to do. And they were obviously all told to do this. And so that was my theory, right? I positioned that theory, or mm-hmm. um, proposed that theory. And now we see that the New Jersey governor also did that. Now, this may have been known by people in New Jersey, but I wasn't aware of it. So I'm, so, you know, you, you, you know, I read as much as I can, you know, news, you miss some things. I didn't actually realize that the mayor of, or that the uh, governor of New Jersey also did this. He's under the bed. Oh, he's under the bed. I, don't, I can't kill him when he's under the bed because I can't get to him. Well, he was patient for quite a long time, so I kind of surprised. Yeah, okay. I can't stand up and, and move so, around because I'm in my bike so, shorts. I look funny. So... Come on, move. Yeah, go on. You want to speak down? What, uh, who was the, those governors for? Oh, yeah. So it's... Uh, let's Let's go ahead and have a look here. Sorry, guys. The cat is... <laughs> trying to get him to be quiet. I don't know. It's like I don't know if it's going to happen. All right. So it's Michigan, California, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. So we're we're one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Surprising. And actually, I didn't. I don't think I knew that either. I think I'd heard some kind of rumor about that or something like that, but I hadn't known that for sure. So we've got. Oh my God! Seriously, can you? Can get, I what? I don't know. Get get like the feather thing or something and <laughs> put them in the. In the um. Yeah, so we've got we've got the New Jersey governor now, um, and Gavin Newsom. I don't know. Did you guys know Gavin Newsom was doing the thing with the COVID, putting the COVID patients in the nursing homes? I think I had heard. Well, that. I didn't hear that. I think I'd heard about it, but it wasn't like big news or anything like that. So I'd kind of forgotten. I knew I knew Pennsylvania, New York, and uh, Pennsylvania, New York, and then I heard about Whitmer. Mm-hmm. But now we've got New Jersey and California, so that's actually five. Um, yeah, so it's Cuomo and, and five other states that are far, le- far left. And my guess is that it's probably actually more than that. They just haven't figured that out. And what I would like to know is who told them to do that? Who advised them to do that? Because I, I, have, a, I have a suspicion, and I've, I've talked about this in a lot of my videos, that there is a kind of system of like control on the left that you don't really get on the right, you know, which it may be a little bit more nefarious with like uh, leverage and, you know, people who are like um, blackmailing each other and stuff like that. Or it may be a little bit more, you know, uh, the standard kind of stuff like I'm going to help you out politically if you do what I ask, that kind of thing. I think it may be a combination of that stuff. Um, but but in one of my recent videos, you know, I posted about all of this lower level, like local and state level um, crime that was happening. Um, people taking bribes and things like this, politicians. And I can't help but to think, because it's so pervasive on the left, that this is somehow sanctioned by more important um, politicians 
on the left that say, look, if you do this, you're in our club, you can make some money, we'll protect you, that kind of thing, right? So everybody's protecting each other, everybody's, um, but everybody's also kind of controlling each other. There's a system of control, there's a network of control. I think the left basically operates like the the mafia. That's how I think that the left operates. And, you know, people are going to say I'm crazy, whatever. Obviously, it's speculation. I don't have hard evidence to support that. Um, but it seems like that. With all the arrests that I've seen, that I've researched, and then something like this comes up where they basically all just take the advice of some central authority. Because there's just no way these these uh, governors came up with this idea all on their own. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put COVID patients in the nursing homes. Call Governor Whitmer. Hey, Governor Whitmer, I got this idea. Oh my gosh, you thought the same thing? Holy crap, that's so crazy. Uh, no, they didn't all think of it independently. Somebody told them to do this, that this was a good idea. And now that I don't know why they're not throwing this other person under the bus or whoever it is that told them. Whoever told them to do, do this must be more powerful than, than they are. And they, and they have to protect them. But anyway, that's my thought. I don't know if that's right or wrong. But what I would like to say is, Valeria, do you have any thoughts on this? I don't. I was playing with the cat, so oh, he okay. can stay silent. <laughs> okay. So please, uh, well, if forgive you want, me. you can put him in the in the. No. Mm. All right. Well, until then, let's move on to the next story. Well, I think that was the last. Oh, was it the last story? Story. Oh, easy peasy. I thought it was going to actually take longer than that. We're at okay. We're 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 almost uh, supposed to be almost done, but let's go a little bit over time today. Um, why don't we start to take audience questions? Questions and comments. If you guys want to say anything about the news of the day, let's hear Why are you hear. killing the cat, Chris? <laughs> huh? Why are you killing the cat, JC asking? J well, that's, that's a silly J question. S. I'm not actually going to kill the cat. Read, read a sensible question. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, Eva, for... Evelyn Ziegler writes, um, Mr. Reagan, how are you surviving California? I'm actually going to throw this to Valerio because I'll tell you what, I want to leave. We have the option to move to Hawaii, which is also very far left. It is horrible. We have the option to move to Oregon. We could potentially move to D.C. We could potentially move to Florida. Um, but Valeria wants to stay in California because she works in Hollywood and she, she enjoys her job. So, but Valeria, how are you surviving in California? Well, I'm doing I'm doing good. Yeah. It's it's so. actually a lot easier for us, I think, because we you know, I work from home. Valeria has a job working on movie sets and TV shows and it's actually kind of fun work. I, I've done exactly what she's I doing. I don't mind giving up this job and move somewhere Florida or Texas. Right. But you're talking about Hawaii, DC and Oregon. I, I, yeah, I mean we could definitely move to Hawaii. Or, I don't um, to, to Florida, I do not want to live in Hawaii because it's an island and it's small. It's I don't I don't I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Good for vacation, awesome. No, I don't want to live there. Well, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something. Out. We're probably going to start traveling a bit um internationally uh once Valeria is able to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, anything else? Let's see here. Does Valeria have a sister who is single? <laughs> Guys, not this question again. I do not have a sister. I have a cousin. And she's 16. <laughs> let's, let's not go there again. Uh, let's see here. 
Jeff Beal writes, libs are everywhere. Yeah, that's that's one of the problems. Jonathan Gouldman says, come to Florida. I grew up in California. When I moved to Florida, things got much better. Now, so I used to live in Florida, actually. I went to school at University of Miami. And one thing I really don't like is the, um, <clears throat> it's kind of swampy. So um, it gets very, very humid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, and maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just like dreaming about this. But like, it seemed as if, there was so much vegetation that things were rotting a lot. Like you would always smell vegetation that was decomposing or like a dead gator on the road or something like that. And there was always this like kind of smell of things decaying. And and maybe that was just in like Miami where I lived. Chris, if choosing between California when there is in our area smell like homeless people <laughs> you're in marijuana and uh swampy okay. plant in in florida i choose florida okay you're, you make a good point you make a good point you make a good point thank you you make a good point okay i would rather smell i would rather smell a dying alligator than a dying homeless person who smells like human feces for sure anything else uh would mark asking would those other governors who done this come off looking like such a moron as Cuomo on TV, though? though? I could not understand what you just said. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark's asking, would those other governors uh-huh. who've done this come off looking like such a moron as Cuomo on TV? And I do not know how to pronounce a last word. Though? T-H-O-Y-T-H-O-U-G. Though, yeah, though. Yeah, though, okay. I, I can't see the comment and I can't understand what you're saying, so we're <laughs> going to move on to the next one. Sorry, guys. Um, what do you think the probability of Trump DeSantis 2024? Oh, that's a good question, actually. I like that question because DeSantis is, is kicking butt, man. That guy is like, that guy's a superstar. Um, I, it could be Trump DeSantis. It could be, it could be, um, did you guys did you guys watch um, the the Christy Nome is her name right from South Dakota? Oh man, her speech was so awesome. Her speech was so awesome. I mean, she's got that kind of um, <clears throat> Mike Pence like uh, uh, austerity. You know, she's austerity is that that's not the word. Um, what is the word? What is the word? I don't know. She's got like a, a sort of dignified composure. I know a lot of people are pissed off at at uh, Mike Pence. I, I'm not as pissed off at Mike Pence as most people are. I think Mike Pence is a good guy. But Christy Nome is is pretty awesome. I mean, her speech was great. She was like, a lot of people don't know this, but North Dakota is, or North Dakota, South Dakota is the only uh, state <laughs> in which we didn't close a single business. And I was like, I didn't know that. I love Christy Nome. I mean, not only has she got this sort of like dignified composure about her, not only is she like, like super right wing and and really cool. She's also beautiful. Like how do you how do you have all that in one person? And she's like a politician, you know. I mean, she's perfect. She's freaking perfect. If if he doesn't bring her, but I do like DeSantis. DeSantis kicks ass, man. Matt Gates also a good option. Um, it could be DeSantis Trump. I don't know about that. I think you mean backwards trump desantis or desantis christine no yeah i mean look it's 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 a ways away so who knows what trump will decide in in the meantime i certainly hope trump runs i certainly hope he's like you know ju- just as cognitive as he is today because like i mean he's sharp 
I mean, especially if you put him up against Biden. I mean, it's, it's pretty funny. Zero. Oh, oh, somebody wrote in all caps. That makes it easy. Laura de Laguna writes, can you talk about the Canadian hotels not letting people leave um, if they have COVID? I actually didn't know about that. Well, I'm going to have to look that up, I guess. Thank you. You're, 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 you're providing me some news that I was unaware of. I hadn't read that article. I have to do, like, a lot of times during the day, um, you know, obviously I prepare for these these um, live streams, but I'm also researching, writing, and editing um, stuff for Mr. Reagan. And a lot of times when I'm doing that, I don't have really time to just peruse the news. Um, you know, obviously on some days I'm looking at the news, I'm catching up on the news, but then other days I'm really heavily doing, you know, deep dive research into a very specific thing. And if I'm doing a lot of research on that, it's, it's yeah, I just don't have time to look at the news all the time. So I'm, I'm not aware of the Canadian hotels. Let's see here. Anything else, John? Nope. Nope? Oh. This the same question as you didn't understand, that you didn't understand. One I more think, time. <laughs> I think Valeria was distracted texting her other boyfriend. <laughs> see my eye roll? See? Yeah, this is her. Like this. this is the this is the famous Valeria eye roll, you guys. She does mm -hmm. this. She does this to me at least once a day. Okay. With absolute Mark, disgust. One more time. Same yeah. question. The point was regarding the last story. Was Governor Cuomo chosen as the poor decision maker because of how moronic he comes off on TV? Oh, oh, you mean why was he? Why was he picked out? As being, I think out of those five, right, as being the one to focus on for having put people in. Yeah, um, I, I think it has more to do with the his profile, like he's very high profile, and also his willingness to sort of attack Trump for not being a good leader. There's a lot of this, you know. Obviously, if if you got five people doing some the same bad thing, but one of them is super high profile, you're not really going to focus on all five. You're going to focus on the most high profile person. And um, especially if they're attacking you. So I think that's kind of how it played out. Um, Jeff Beal writes, Turth Volume 2. I mean, I have to make... So the whole Turth thing, by the way, guys, if you're unaware, I, I made a video about the planet Turth. I'll switch over to Valerius as the cat's there. Um, the planet Turth because, uh, you know, you're not allowed on, on YouTube. You're not allowed to talk about... You're not allowed to talk about uh, election stuff you know if you don't believe the election was perfectly fair you know we're not allowed to talk about it so i invented this planet turf and i made a video about that so i i will certainly probably i imagine at some point i'll have to do another video on it and and we'll um <laughs> somebody's offering to, to help me find new stories for free um well I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what guys i have somebody who finds my stories for me and they are amazing and uh, i i I love her to death, and uh, uh, yeah, so she's she's working for me now, but she finds stories every single day, and she does a great job, and we have a kind of understanding about where to to find the stories, and I think she's doing a fantastic job. Um, certainly, she she actually gives me way more... Come on here. Um, she actually gives me way more stories than I need every day, and then I, and then I pick the ones that I like, so she's done a great job for me so far. Um, why is Chris so mean to Valeria? Yeah. <laughs> Am I mean to you, darling? Sometimes. Are you mean to me? Yes. <laughs> All the time. Not even a question. 
Uh, yeah, no, I don't think we're mean to each other. We we tease each other a little bit, but uh, I actually think, honestly, like, I, you know, Valeria didn't date a ton of guys before me. She, she had some boyfriends, but uh, I had a lot of, what, what is this? What is this? One, one boyfriend? That's not true. You dated some of the guys. But I had lots and lots of girlfriends. I mean, I'm much older yeah, than Valeria. There, there you go, guys. There you go again. I Last episode was like zero talking about exes and girls. Now, finally, I was. I, I thought, Chris, you like, stop talking about your exes. And this I is not my fault. So upset. This like, is not Chris, my fault. How is it possible? The whole episode without mentioning Darling, your exes. I am trying and to And here you go. I'm trying to say here you go. that in contrast to previous relationships that I've had, we're actually fantastic. I, I think that one thing that you should be able to do as a couple is you should be able to tease each other a little bit and and to laugh ab about that. If, if you can't make fun of each other a little bit and then laugh it off and realize you love each other and everything's good, then your 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 relationship might have issues. I, I don't know. What, what you, what's your take on that, Dylan? <laughs> so What? <laughs> do you pay Valeria 15 bucks an hour? <laughs> I actually we we I don't you don't have a salary of any kind, do you? Mm. We should we should we should we set something up? No, no. I think I'm good. Yeah, we both. Kind I'm of... a volunteer. 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 Oh, yeah, we should probably have some kind of structure to it. Actually, now that I think about it. Um, but uh, but what do you think about the whole idea? of... All my exes lives in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a common thing in America. So what do you think of this idea? Stop reading. Stop reading. Look at me. Look at me. I like the... I share, babe. Hey, hey. Pay attention. What do you think of this idea that we can kind of be mean to each other and tease each other a little bit, and it's and but we love each other at the end of the day, so it's. I mean, I think that's healthy relationship. What do you What are your thoughts? It's healthy, yeah. If you're not beating each other, <laughs> in the uh, end of the yeah. day. Yeah, I was. I did wake up with a bruise this morning. Valeria, Valeria walked up. Yeah, I was in bed. She had just got actually back from work because I had I couldn't sleep last night. So she comes to the bed and she's looking at my arm. She's like, why do you have a giant bruise on your arm? And I, actually, for because I had just woken up, I was a little bit, woo, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> it was really weird. But I had gotten an injection at the doctor the other day. And he, he actually had to do it in two places. And so that was the first place. And he couldn't get the vein. So he kept, he kept stabbing me. And so it ended up being a bruise. That's what happened. I have to read. I have to read because that's how... Oh no no I'm I not I'm not being critical. Did you think my just comments. looking at you was like good lord folks this is clearly an abusive relationship. <laughs> I look over at her and she's like I'm just, I this is my job to read. Sorry, I wasn't trying to snap at you earlier. I just in that one moment in that one moment I wanted you to look at me. I don't, it's not all the time. Anyway, what's going on? We got some more comments or questions that are funny or charming? Darling? <laughs> yeah, there's the, the cat, cat guy. The cat is distracting me. He's so He's so handsome. Are we all done? I think we are. All right, folks, we are done. And uh, I'll leave it on an image of the cat and uh, my beautiful wife. And you guys uh, you guys have a lovely Monday. I thought this was a pretty good show. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Are you going to say anything? Well, he's, he's masculine and I'm toxic. <laughs> Together we are toxic masculinity. That's right. Together, we are toxic masculinity. All right. Goodbye, guys. Um, have a good... Is this it? Yeah. Have a good Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow.